This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Whether you believe in the lore or not, the Island of the Dolls sure looks terrifying. Today, we'll learn the history of La Isla de la Muyenques, discuss its original caretaker, Julian Barrera, and what he experienced on the island during the 1950s, and how the legend of the dolls grew and grew from that point forward. Finally, what's become of this island today? We'll find out. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought today's episode was about Jeffrey Epstein's private island, uh, uh, excuse me, Dave, uh, these dolls are way too old for Slick Willie, so uh, this is Necronomapod. It looks like a scene from a horror movie. Hundreds of dolls strung up and hanging from trees. Anastasio's uncle started collecting these dolls 50 years ago after he found the body of a young girl who drowned on these shores. He found the dolls in the canals and in the trash. He started hanging them up to protect him and to try to scare away the spirit of the girl. Now every year, more and more tourists with a morbid curiosity come to visit the island, Australia and even Russia. They've been brought here by visitors from all over the world. And this is not the only frightening folktale that has origins here in Xochimilco. Oh, well, fellas, we get a little bit of a break from all that killing we've been discussing the last three weeks. That's a lot, right? It's been a dark November. Like low-key dark. Like, you don't really hear of Danny rolling too much. Yeah, like, I'm reading the outline. I'm like, start trembling. Like, this is horrifying. This is not what I expected these to be. Like, three weeks of carnage, nonstop carnage. Right. I need a break, fellas. We get something a little different now. Creepy. Something fun we can sink our teeth into, have some discussion about. Yeah. We get to hear Ian say some fun names. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. I have my pronunciation thing open here. You guys can relate. You guys used to play with dolls, right? Wrestling action <laughs> figures. I, I 100% did. Yeah. Some of the wrestlers call them. Like, I remember... Uh, uh, because they were like growing up, I was like, oh, I didn't even call them that. They were just like my wrestlers. Like they were my toy. Those are my favorite yeah. toys in the world. That and like Ninja Turtles, I think were the only things I remember playing with. And, but I remember seeing like a shoot interview with Scott Hall and there's been too much wrestling talk on the, on the Sunday shows the last <laughs> few weeks. Scott Hall was like, yeah, they had to do like a, you know, like a picture of me for like one of the dolls that was coming out. And I was like, no, Scott, don't say that. It wasn't a doll. It was an action figure. <laughs> Did you have a Scott Hall action figure? I had Razor Ramon. Yeah. Yeah, I had him sure. both the Hasbro and the Jacks. Like, did he? Did you talk through him? Like, did you put his no. arm like a? Hey, yo, let me see if I can <laughs> fit my penis in between your arms. <laughs> uh, so the hey yo gimmick. I, I'm not sure if that was a reference to me banging a toy or talking to a woman. Um, hey yo was not did not come until Scott Hall went to WCW. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm generalizing here. You know, your joke fell on deaf ears. Like that's ridiculous. 
I was going to say, how the fuck are you supposed to have, if you don't have a Razor Ramon, how are you going to have that awesome ladder match? Recreate that. Also true. Shawn Michaels with the the teal trunks, white boots. So you're doing the rematch, the SummerSlam match. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that toy, that action figure was was sweet. That was one of the, when they moved to Jack's Pacific as like the maker of them. This is so exciting. Yeah. I can hear all the female listeners flick, <laughs> flicking their beans. The, how exciting this is. Hey, wait. Here's me, here's me giving a fuck as to whether or not people want to hear me talk about wrestling. Not just wrestling. Wrestling action figures. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Like in did, spite of them. Did Razor Ramon talk to you like, hey, yo, you think I'll, you think I'll fit up your asshole, Mike? Dave, try it. Dave, they're toys. They don't talk. They don't talk. I don't know what kind of toys you had back in the 1940s. You These did not talk. The 40s. If you projected on them, though. Oh, like a, like a tulpa. Like I'm willing. Yeah. To. Well, like just project some personality Close your to your pick at Razor you. Ramon toy. Gotcha. Hey, yo, put me in your asshole. Uh... Can't say that was ever my experience with my toys. <laughs> I like how the other day when I was going like cleaning out stuff in my house and I found a folder of like artwork from when I was a kid and I had that Hulk Hogan drawing that I drew probably when I was like four or five years old, like super shitty. And you knew exactly what action figure I, I, was. Exact I, I sent you a picture back of the figure <laughs> and within a minute and was like, you drew this, didn't you? <laughs> this was your model for that. Yeah, yeah. I had every single one. Those were the kind of action figures for wrestling that I did not like how it had like the button and he would like slam down. That was the, the Hasbro one. Yeah, like the short, like there were like the four inch plastic ones. Jack's then was like the six inch, like the Shawn Michaels blue. Yeah. Lights. Yeah. Cause their arms would get all like fucking would like click down and be stuck in a weird right. spot. And then you have like roll them back. There's a show on Netflix called toys or something about like toys from like yeah. when we were kids they did a whole episode on wrestling figures it's really interesting do you guys uh, like the six inch ones better well bigger is always better right? <laughs> come on who are we fooling Dave? <laughs> actually no when those when the jack specific i told you i'm gonna go down this road when the jack specific ones first came out they were so cheaply made they were literally in the packaging in stores broken like arms off legs detached that's terrible it took them a couple series to get through before they got them right what are you gonna do? Hey yo. <laughs> Still had them all. <laughs> I love Dave's one claim to fame of knowing wrestling is Scott Hall's. Hey yo. Just trying to fit in. And it's WCW. It's a dead brand. Come on. Stick with Could have went the other way though, right? Could have, I guess. Yeah. With some proper management at WCW could have went the other way. Yeah. Might be a whole different wrestling world these days. Can you imagine? Yeah. I can. Boy can dream, Mike. Can you? <laughs> still be Sting on top. Yeah, right. NWO still taking over. Hulk Hogan out there after 97 back surgeries. <laughs> hey, for life, right? NWO for life. That's right. You brought it up. You brought up wrestling dolls. Just saying. I wasn't even prepared to go down that road. <laughs> you seem like you were. Well, I'm always ready to talk some wrestling toys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be a whole spinoff show. So I think what I was saying 25 minutes ago was a nice little break from the killers. Talk about something different and fun. Um, did you not play with any toys when you were a kid? What was your, what was your <sighs> toy I, of choice? Maybe some GI Joe. Okay. And those stuff. were even made like the dolls, right? Like the Barbie style, weren't they? Yeah. 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 Same kind of deal. Wrestling was they fit that. up your ass. Just like the razor. <laughs> <doll. laughs> okay. He had a very different childhood than we had, I think. 
I have a question for you. Let's get serious for a minute. If you, and I, I know you guys like to think about this ahead, but I literally thought about this two minutes ago when I was peeing and needed to come up with an intro. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> they, they're making, nowadays, they're remaking every fucking movie, and it's ridiculous. And there was a time in the 80s and 90s when it was like all about like the sequels and three and four and fives. Right. What one movie is a standalone that you would like to see a sequel of? Uh, and, the, and you can't say the burbs too, because we all would pick that <laughs> pick the, something else. Any genre, anything, any, movie. any one movie you would like be like, okay, I would be okay with a sequel of that. The newest Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. That's a good one. Wow. For sure. Modern day. Are yeah. they not? Are they planning to? I don't know. Hmm. The guy, the director didn't want to do it, but I think after the amount of money, wasn't the whole buildup like that he became like the Joker right at the, the spoiler alert at the very end. Yeah, okay. it's like, it's like yeah. a but I didn't, I didn't even yeah. see the movie, so it's a biopic. Yeah, he's not Joker the whole movie. Yeah, do you ever see the audition tapes of him? No, they're really good. He's so good. He's that's the best portrayal of the Joker. Uh, I think by far. Interesting. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Obviously, some great audition tapes out there of him. For uh, that ro- for so, that role. so you're going the Joker, yeah. Joker two electric boogaloo. Yep. Okay. What do you got for us? That's a tough one. You can't say Top Gun because they're making that one, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> My dream has been answered. Mm. Now, Dave doesn't like when I do these movie questions off the uh, cuff because he likes to think <laughs> about this all day. But well, then all day you'd be going back and forth what about Martyrs too. No, back for vengeance. No, was, <laughs> no, that was standalone. That said everything. Big Trouble in Little China too. Now that would be fun. That'd be really good. Mm. What a seventy-year-old Kurt Russell running around. Is Kurt Russell seventy? He probably. I don't is, know. Right? He's got to be close to seventy. Yeah. I'd He's still watch him kick some ass. Right I'd now. watch him kick some ass. I, I don't know. You stumped me. You say Kurt Russell. I would have said Escape from New York, but they made that ridiculous Escape from Los Angeles Same. part two that was awful. Who was in that one? Him was yeah, he? Yeah, uh, was yeah. he? It was oh, just it was bad. That in. Can I think about this and return? Yeah. somewhere later in the show well you know what we'll put it after we come back from the uh the commercial break okay we'll come back we'll, let, me, let me put it in the back of my head and think to about be professional it. we'll circle back dave that sounds great <laughs> i like to give things uh a deep thought take your movies real seriously with that i do ian came up with a great answer in 12 seconds <laughs> yeah all right anyways so it was an island there was some dolls on it that about sums it up right See you next week. Still your joke. <laughs> um, a couple months ago when we did an episode on Annabelle, we started off with a study from Dartmouth University about why people find doll so creepy. And I wanted to revisit that real quick because even if you don't believe in paranormal stuff and ghosts, the pictures of this island will 100% creep you out. In a study, people were shown images of a doll's face morphing into a human baby's face. All of the participants felt that the image was alive when the doll had morphed to 65 to 67% human, meaning that they felt at that point it had a mind. The overwhelming amount of people said it was at that point they felt the doll started to, quote, look back at them. Those incels with the doll girlfriends, they're at 1%. Yeah. I think we talked about those <laughs> dolls on Annabelle as well. <laughs> Fucking wild. Human brain's wild, man fucking wild i find it really interesting that it was so close to 65 to 67 percent 
it's just such a specific number. Mm-hmm. Who was the doctor that dug up the uh, that girl? We did a show on her and like turned her into a doll. Oh, Key West. Yeah, well, that's such what was a his creepy name? story. Yeah, that was that a bonus show or was that a Carl something? Carl, Carl. Yeah, something. Either way, know. it's in the archives. He was like a fake doctor too. He wasn't a real doctor. Was it? That what it was? Yeah. There was a whole bunch of fuckery going on. In oh, that yeah. Story. He used to like go sit in her crypt, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then had her body up in his bedroom and like just try to like mummify or like make her into like a. You put like wax and yeah, all Yeah, like oh, porcelain yeah. doll type looking thing. When they found out, like they buried her in a secret location where he could never find her again. Yeah, they wanted him to get the fuck out of there. That might have have been a bonus show before we did Patreon. It was. That's that's probably available in our archives. Yeah. Like in our our main archives. Anyways, check that out. That's a weird story. And then that TikTok that I sent you guys today about the story from um, Mexico. That's even fucking weirder. The guy's daughter died and then all of a sudden there's a mannequin up in his shop window. I didn't. In a wedding dress. You you sent it today? I completely missed that. But it's clearly not a mannequin. Uh, absolutely it's not. It's a human for it's sure. It's definitely his daughter. 100%. I'm glad I didn't click on this video. <laughs> it's interesting. This yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> mm. So according to this study with dolls, your brain is searching for a mind and it's not finding one, but it's getting the same signals or it's getting the same cues like eyes, mouth, expressions that it would receive in faces with minds. So that instinct signal that's telling our brain a doll is real mixed with us consciously knowing the doll is fake results in uneasy and creeped out feelings. Yeah. Now you're covering a whole island with broken and decrepit dolls. And that's where you have Island of the Dolls. Some good picks from this story. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to go to this place. I would, too. Yeah. Would Would you spend the night here, Dave? Yes. We recently talked on Patreon about the Cecil Hotel, and you would not stay there. No. But you would stay at the Island of the Dolls. Yes. Like like a little cabin or something or a tent for the night. Okay. And I don't know what the setup is there, but. I'm guessing it's tent camping. Okay. Well, someone lived there. Maybe you can stay in the house. There is. There's like the. It's a shack, though, no? Yeah, it's a shack. And it's filled with dolls. The original dolls oh. in the shack, too. <laughs> well, I don't know if I do that. Fine, I take a tent, too. Yeah. <laughs> Am I safe if I bring my Scott Hall doll, Dave, and hang that in my tent? Hey, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Scott Hall is his only bad impression. <laughs> That's not good. Hey, yo. It's, it's deeper. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. You talking to the bad guy. <laughs> he's, he's based off Scarface is what he did initially. That's how he, because Vince McMahon is like me. He doesn't watch movies. Scott Hall just pitched Scarface to Vince and Vince was like, I love it. <laughs> and that was it. Razor Ramon was born. That's not a great Scarface. It was based off Scarface. <laughs> like he was like the Miami, like kind of like street tough and, yeah. you know, had his little uh gold chains yeah. chains i don't know i haven't seen scarface but you get the point you've never seen scarface no because robert de niro's not in it oh, i'd <sighs> watch a mob movie if this robert fucking de niro's guy not in it. you should put that on your list of things to watch i will absolutely put it on is it before above or below poltergeist i mean i would say below i guess if i, I was gonna know. watch it you know. two different genres yeah it's the same plane is it what year is Scarface? 1980. 
three. I don't know. I thought it was older than that. But I saw Scarface at the theater when I was like 11 years old. My grandpa took me. Oh, you told the story. <laughs> I've was, never heard this story. <laughs> and the people at the theater are like, uh, you, you, sure you want to go to this movie? My grandpa's like, it's the one we want to go see. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And to that point in history, it was the most times the F word was used in a movie. It was like 180 something. <laughs> This fucking movie's fantastic. Is it? Does it not still have the record? Did something beat it? I think South Park had it for a period of time. <laughs> for, the, for the South Park movie? Yeah. Really? The it was with awesome. The, the Uncle Fucker song and all that. They well, literally Uncle Fucker, that's right. They just say fuck like every other word. <laughs> They're just going for a record at that yeah. point. <laughs> all right. Anyways, it's a highlight of my life seeing Scarface at the theater when I was 11 years I old. I mean, I feel like it's one of the greatest for things any ever. kid. That'd be a pretty big it was experience. awesome. Yeah. Eating your fucking popcorn there. Just yeah. be like, this is awesome. <laughs> Wish I had my G.R. Joe to stick up my ass. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> All right. I promise I won't talk about wrestling for at least two paragraphs. <laughs> the Island of the Dolls is located south of the center of Mexico City, which the Aztec Empire was the first to start developing the area. The Aztec Empire ran from 1300 to 1521, and one thing they built was a system of man-made islands in a canal system for farmers to navigate them. After the Aztecs were defeated in the Spanish-Aztec War, much of the areas surrounding those man-made islands were filled in and turned into what is the base of the city that we know today except for the most southern end of New Mexico City in Milo, where the canal system still exists, and that is where Doll Island is located. You're not in. <laughs> I visited the island of the beavers one time, and that was, that was a damn good island. Damn good. Damn good beavers on that island. Came with what? jokes today. I was really wondering where uh, Larry Flint was, <laughs> what his connection to this was going to be. <laughs> Beaver Island. Where's that off the coast of uh, Mr. Flint? Uh, Oregon. Beaver, Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Not like Ian says, Oregon, like a Midwest. <laughs> it's Oregon. <laughs> Almost like her playing a church organ, like Oregon, not Oregon. We got it. We got it, Mr. Flint. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not a Midwest rube like Ian is. Rube. It's an underrated word, rube. I'm going to start using that more. A beaver and rube. My two favorite words. Beaver and rube. So before we get into the story of Doll Island, we need to talk about the area's dark past of human sacrifice because it's going to come up later. During the reign of the Aztec Empire, it's estimated that an average of 200,000 people were sacrificed a year. Many of the rituals surrounded the theme of mass sacrifice, such as the inauguration of their greatest pyramid, which is said to have claimed the lives of 84,000 people over a period of only four days. Who slayed more women, College Mike <laughs> or the Aztecs? Me, final answer. <laughs> he was doing the calculations. <laughs> <and said. laughs> per my math. I guess 
human sacrifice was really a big thing in this time period. Like they were not them in the Mayans are the ones that stick out the most, but mm-hmm. there were a ton more. The only reason the Aztecs and the Mayans stick out from what I was reading is that they had really specific rituals, like the amount of people that needed to be sacrificed versus what need, what they were aiming to achieve with it, like weather or food. Isn't that you know? crazy? Yeah. What a violent like society to live in. I know. Just like people killing each other. Just under threat constantly. Like, yeah. Oh. Just be like, oh, going to execute you and capital punish you because that makes things good. <laughs> not a place I want to be. No, not really. But, but it brings rain with no rain, no crops, no crops, no life. Maybe it was necessary. Maybe. And like, thus we'll explore. Like, I wonder what they're like, if it still doesn't rain that year it's like fuck we gotta switch this up right, like, no no fuck we gotta kill more we yeah. kill enough double the sacrifice yeah. next year <laughs> i'm sure that's what they thought like they're not like oh we need to stop like no well, we didn't yeah, do enough sure. they're pissed at us see what lack of science gets you nothing good i don't disagree this is barbaric Wars were fought to gain more prisoners for sacrifice rituals. Deals between city-states were made in which two armies organized staged battles. It was a mutual agreement between both sides that for the greater good of their people, the losers must be sacrificed. Another sacrificial technique included pulling a still-beating heart out of a victim's chest and showing it to them. I wonder what that was for. What did that do? They had it was all, you know, crop related. Yeah, wasn't that an Indiana Jones movie? It's, uh, Temple of Doom, right? I they believe. pulled the guy's heart out, yeah. right? If I remember correctly from reading this stuff earlier, it was I think that that was for the sun, like f- to keep the sun still. Oh, I thought you meant like they do it to their sun. No, like, god damn, to keep the sun burning. To, to keep it going every day lo and behold it's still burning today <laughs> it worked right they pulled, <laughs> they pulled enough hearts out we can thank them for that that one is like the biggest confirmation bias ever right i wonder oh, if yeah. whenever there's a heart transplant the sun's like thank you i'm glad you guys still <laughs> get it a little bit yeah <laughs> fuckers are slacking yeah that's a scary you know, like one. doctors like waking you up like hey look 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 what i got in my hand <laughs> Ooh, oops dropped it put that back in the igloo cooler that's a scary one from that point of view. Like it's never going to be wrong. So that's one that they could just expand on. Yeah, right. Like this is always, this one works for sure. Till the yeah. end of the earth. Right? <laughs> so the sun burns that's itself right. out. Five billion We're here years as long as now. it allows us to be. They also had gladiator fights to ensure enough people would be sacrificed. These matches were just completely uneven uh, with tons of skilled and armored warriors being put against one or two common men using clubs. It's just outright slaughter. Yeah. Like it's not a competition. It's maybe it gave, slaughtering people. Maybe it gave people like something to watch, like a sporting event. Yeah. Kind of. I believe like wrestling, it's called a squash match. <laughs> <laughs> so they put some uh, jabroni up against, you know, a big name guy. Beats him in two minutes. Hey, yo. <laughs> 
What else did Scott? If I, want, he, if I wanted to deep dive into wrestling, <laughs> Scott Hall has a very interesting life. He actually killed a person before in a real life. He's a bouncer, right? And he was in a scuffle with a guy who pulled a gun on him. Scott Hall got the gun and shot the guy and killed yeah. him. No charges, or at least he was. He was not. There might have been some charges, but he didn't ever any end up doing anything for it. But he was a jacked up dude too back in the day. Oh, and this is the 80s. Everyone was on heroin and steroids, right? <laughs> in pro wrestling, at least. I like that this has turned into like pop-up video, Scott Hall. <laughs> Island of Dolls slash Scott Hall. <laughs> I can get down with that. Every episode, I'm just going to loosely attach a pro wrestler to it and just work in his bio. <laughs> sure, people love that. Yeah. One notable ritual in which people that were supposed to be sacrificed did not go willingly was that involving the God of rain and lightning. This God demanded children and their tears. The Aztecs would bring large groups of children to a temple where they were forced to march up the steps. If the children did not cry, they would be forced to by any means necessary to the Aztecs. The tears shed by these kids on the way to their deaths was the only way to ensure rain during these dry seasons. Other rituals included cannibalism, the live dissection of men, wearing of human skins and other techniques like bloodletting and the mass collection of skulls. The Aztecs would also invite their enemies or neighbors to watch the rituals to scare the shit out of them. Like come look at what we're doing. Stay the fuck away. The first Spanish conquistadors to stumble upon them described giant pyramids with a never ending flow of blood running down them. Well, thanks for that uplifting history lesson. You're welcome. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, we did a show on Unit 731. And that was in the last 80 years. Have things really changed all that much? Not really. We're still the savages that you know. Yeah, we're describing here 500 years later. Unit yeah. 731 makes you question humanity and what what people absolutely what, at least sure. back then they were hiding it and veiling it with oh we're trying to help the uh, you know the world and our society mm. are we really progressing though uh in a word no <laughs> not, do not, people not, think not we really. are huh you scoff at that <laughs> I do. hey yo i scoff at that hey i'm i'm trying not to put too much wrestling into the show but if you want me to keep going keep going in the end i, I just like saying hey yo you should start off every that should be your new thing well hey yo can i adopt that why not hey yo it's not really this doesn't really sound great i have to practice that one all right, watch some clips. I'll send you some video on Scott Hall. His yeah. best promos. Watch, watch some uh, Razor promos from back in the day. He showed up in WCW. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> He's wearing the uh, like jeans with like, the jean vest. Like a Canadian tuxedo, but he's got to show off the chest hair. Scott Hall is fucking cool, Fantastic. man. I love Scott Hall. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Something keeping you from achieving your 2020 goals? Let's face it, these are certainly trying times. From being cooped up inside your home to wondering how you're going to pay next month's bills, we're all experiencing some form of stress or strain on our mental health. And for that, BetterHelp is here for us. BetterHelp is an online mental health provider that will assess your needs and match you up with your own licensed professional therapist. The best part? No waiting rooms. That's a pretty big deal if you're as impatient as I am. 
BetterHelp is a safe and private online environment that will have you communicating with a counselor within the first 24 hours. And once you've begun, you can send your counselor a message at any time, always getting a helpful response in a timely manner. You even have the ability to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all from the comfort of your very own couch. BetterHelp is available worldwide and has a broad range of expertise available, including licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflict, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're currently recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Not happy with your counselor? No worries. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Remember, everything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is completely confidential. And while it's not a crisis line, it is a convenient, professional, and affordable way to seek the help you deserve. Financial aid is even offered to those who qualify. Want to hear how BetterHelp assisted people just like you? Check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. Look, we here at Necronomapod want you to start living a happier life. So, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Necro. Join over 1 million people already taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash Necro. Dave, what movie, standalone film, do you want to see a sequel of, or would you be okay seeing? I am going to go with Inception. Inception. It's interesting. I love Inception. All right. One of my favorites. You'd be okay with a second one because you be like the first one. Over so the much. moon, as really? they say. Over the moon. Would you be moves <laughs> over my hammy? <laughs> So I can go for some Denny's right now. That sounds now. fantastic yeah. right about now. Do you like Inception? Don't yeah. even tell me you've never seen yeah, Inception. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's fantastic. I don't, I don't even, know why you would think he saw that. I don't even know what that is. God. I don't even know what that is. Is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio with the pill? It's not really a pill, but. Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. You're on the right track. Okay. You're, close you're almost there. I knew Leo was in it. So good. So good. Is it better than Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Wow. Do you agree? Yeah, but it's completely different. Okay, that's fine. But I also feel like we compared Scarface and Poltergeist earlier, and those are completely different. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying, like, if I had to watch one, you would say Inception over Wolf of Wall Street. Because Wolf of Wall Street, I always feel like if I'm going to watch a Leo movie, it's going to be that. You're saying Inception. Every day. Okay. What about What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I've seen that. I like that movie. I actually That's a have, great movie. I actually have seen that. Yeah. Is that his first actual first movie? He's so young in that. Like he was in Full House, but I think but, that was well, probably one of the first movies. Full House was a TV show. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I have seen Gilbert Grape. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? It's a good movie. Their mom's all fat, so they burn <laughs> the house down. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're like, eh, I don't want the ambulance to corner to come take my fat mom out, so eh, we're going to light our house on fire. It's fucking wild, right? Admittedly, things go a little off the rails, but... It's a really good movie, though. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Inception 2. Oh, my God, I would love it. I love Inception. 
Inception 2. I could watch that every day. Back to Paris. <laughs> right? It's a, work, it's a working title. It's a working title. All right. Well, now everyone can breathe a sigh of relief. Can I give you another one? You can give as many as you want, pal. Really? We'll be here all day. <laughs> really? Do you want to see that many sequels, though? I feel like it's going to ruin a lot of these movies An- you love. Another one of my favorite movies is 13 Assassins. I'd love to see another one of those. All right. So good. What about that one Tom Cruise movie that you love? The Last Samurai. Yeah, what about that? Well, I mean. What about the second to Last Samurai? <laughs> homie, <laughs> homie died at the end. So. <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert. I didn't see that one. That's 20 years, or 20 years old. But a sequel so. doesn't have to feature the same people. I love samurai stuff, so I would be in favor of another samurai movie. Of any kind. Of any kind. But if they could do a sequel of the thir- 13 Samurais, you would do that? 13 Assassins. Excuse me. 13 Assassins. Great movie. Uh, starring Tommy Lee Jones. Not starring Tommy <laughs> oh. Lee Jones. Oh, okay. I took a shot. It's a Japanese, took a shot. It's a Japanese movie. <laughs> well, are you saying he can't be in Japanese films? I'm, uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. He's barred from Japan. Wow. For mm. crimes against humanity. <laughs> For making men in black too. <laughs> yeah, that's his crime. Yes. Isn't there four of those fucking movies now? Oh, yeah, world. but I don't I don't uh, awful. I don't think that like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are in the other ones. Maybe they I are. I think they're in the newest one. Are they? Yeah. Damn. Those movies are so fucking stupid. I liked the first one. Uh, I didn't like anything after that. Awful. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. It's funny. It's pretty not, <laughs> not good. That and it's not Inde- good. Men in Black 1 and Independence Day are as far as I will go with sci-fi. It's uh, the most ridiculous thing we've heard all day. Yeah. So if, thank you for that. If Will Smith is there to actually make it interesting, then I'll watch it. Otherwise, Captain Kirk, go suck a dick. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to your nonsense. Sorry. Got no time for Star Wars. Captain Kirk, get out of here. Yes, I know what I said. <laughs> Darth Vader and Star Trek Voyager or whatever the hell he's in. Galactica Battlestar. Now you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> no one's even listening anymore. Yeah, good. If you like science fiction, you can go ahead and turn this off right now. Because we're going to talk about dolls. And that isn't science fiction. <laughs> so Don Julian Santa Barrera was born in the Sochi Mikau borough of Mexico City in 1921. During the 1950s, he left his wife and children and moved to the island and became its caretaker. Like, did he buy this place? It's not really yeah, clear. Yeah, I, I look. I try to look too. It's like, why did this place need a caretaker? Like, that doesn't seem necessary. Maybe nobody wanted. It. He's just like, eh, I'm, I'm fuck it. I'm the new caretaker. Yeah, yeah I'll, like, go, I'll go do it. <laughs> that's kind of what it sounded like almost. Well, is if that, you want the isolation. Yeah, it was just an unclaimed island. He's like, well, this is mine now. Yeah, I, I live here now. Finders keepers, bitches. And everyone's like, all right, well, no, have fun. Yeah, we, yeah, bye. The we, community's we, like, we didn't want yeah, it anyway. Fuck. Okay. Bunch hey. of fucking weeds, asshole. <laughs> hey, just let him go. He thinks we want it. it. It's not really clear why he left his family. Um, some say it was for spiritual reasons, and some say he just wanted to be completely alone. Adding to the spiritual reasons, Julian was very religious, and a lot of times he would visit nearby towns to spread the good word. At that time, only a preacher was supposed to spread the word of Jesus Christ. And as a result of Julian preaching, he was beaten up a lot, which led him to becoming even more reclusive over the years. It's pretty wild. Usually they would like you to go around and say, you know, 
become saved or whatever. Look, as the host of a Christian podcast myself, my goal is to spread the good word of Jesus Cristo. Not get beat up for it. Yeah, I, I believe everyone should have the right to spread the good word. I'm opposed to the whatever this guy was subject. <laughs> I can't even say it was straight face. I'm opposed to this guy being beaten up for spreading the good word of uh, he was Jesus Cristo. For spreading the word. He's persecuted for yeah. spreading the word. Yeah. I do that once a month on Bible Babble with your pal Dave. For two more months. <laughs> it's coming to an end, but it's I all going to culminate in a huge must hear series finale. So what, I've been told. That's, that's what I heard too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> According to Julian, around the time that he became more secluded, the body of a girl who had drowned washed up onto the shore of the island and a doll was next to her. Holian buried the girl on the island and hung up the doll so that her spirit could play with it. After a while, Holian began hearing unintelligible voices and other classic haunting phenomena, like the doll being moved to a different tree from where he hung it. That's how uh, Annabelle started out, right? Yeah. Kind of moving to different rooms or sitting on the bed, move to a different place. In the doll that is said to be this, this, uh, the original doll, it's a bigger doll like that. Mm. So I don't know. At this point, it started out as kind of a good deed sort of scenario. The guy wanted to honor, you know, a dead girl that washed up. Nothing imagine, nefarious you, going on here. You live by yourself on an island and you find this doll and you hang it up. And the next day you come out and it looks like it's on a different tree, but you're not sure. And then you start like questioning yourself. Right. You're like, hmm. Because like rationally thinking, you're like, oh, maybe I just, I'm, I just forgot where I put it. But then like maybe it happens again the next day. I mean, the scarier part for me is a dead girl washing up and I'm like, eh, I think this island's okay by itself. I mean, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't bury her. I would take her back because now if you bury her, now they're going to be looking at you like, hey, what the fuck happened? Right. Here? That's where there's a dead girl buried on the island where you're the quote unquote caretaker. (laughs) Okay. It's an interesting story. So that's just where like you kind of like push it with like a, like a stick. Like I didn't see anything on this island. (laughs) Just over here harvesting my crops. Going going back to the city now. (laughs) Holian thought the girl spirit was angry. So he started going back into town instead of trying to preach to people. Holian was now looking for dolls. He would go through dumpsters any way he could to find a doll and would take them back to the island. Doing this seemed to calm the spirits for a while, and Julian was able to get back to his quiet and secluded life. Then one day he noticed a doll floating down the canal, and according to Julian, after this, the unintelligible voice was now saying things like, quote, I want my doll, and then more dolls started floating to the island. In what he thought would appease the girl's spirit, Julian started to hang dolls all over the island. So question, how does one know what an unintelligible voice is saying? Because by definition, it's unintelligible. unintelligible. I thought the same thing. (laughs) And Ian, you don't have to answer. It might be a question without an answer here. Meaning that they were unintelligible. 
but now instead of this gibberish kind of talking muffled stuff he could actually hear it was starting to become extra intelligible so it was becoming <laughs> extra intelligible is the word yeah is that the word you can clearly understand so it. if i was standing there i wouldn't be able to understand but he's now able to decipher it no i think it's just becoming it's clear now. It's becoming clear. I mean, I yeah. guess we don't know that because no one else was there. Mm, like it's the same story. thing with like poltergeist stuff. I think it was, uh, or is this a Talpa? See, like Aunt Maud. What the? I can't remember what Talpa thing that was Maud. from. Oh. Or you know, a good example is Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Mm. Remember, he was just like making random ass noises and stuff, and then eventually, over time, it turned into full speech. Okay, that's kind of what he's talking about. All right. And you believe that story? I do believe in Jeff. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself, Mike. <laughs> Which one are you going to get the Jeff the Talking Mongoose tattoo? <laughs> Someone's oh, got I'll, I'll get a Jeff I'll, tattoo. I'll get it. I'll right. get it tomorrow. You guys okay. go get some Jeff the Talking. All right, tomorrow after lunch, you guys are going to get the cho- Jeff the Talking Mongoose <laughs> tattoos. I got a lot of room on this arm. I can see yeah, I'll, I'll get that. I'll you guys want me to draw for you? I'll draw them for you if you guys want. Oh, we'll get your drawing. Sure. All right. Right on your forearm. Right on your forearm. Elbow to wrist. I don't even look like that, you fuck face. <laughs> I don't have any room on my forearms, but I would get it. We'll find space. All right. All right. I like Jeff's voice. Like it was high pitched. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a mongoose, fuck face. Yeah. That was a good show. That was a great show. <laughs> Jeff the Talking Mongoose is fantastic. It's available on the Patreon archives. I'm going to burn down your house, hillbillies. He was talking all kind of shit. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. That guy was the best. Oh, a mongoose. So these dolls were all old and broken because he's pulling them out of the trash and Julia never did anything to fix them. Uh, So most of them are missing limbs or eyes. Uh, Some of them are just arms and legs hanging. Like he had, he like put these, it's almost like telephone wires is what it reminds me of. Or like clotheslines and just dolls hanging from them. And, but some of them are just like an arm hanging, and that's it. Like any piece of a doll he could find, he was putting up. Really and creepy. Pieces, parts. Yeah. yeah. And the Discovery Channel show, Expedition X, did a show on it. And they have a camera angle where they zoom in real close on a doll's face, and like this bug crawls out of the <laughs> eye socket. <laughs> like the whole, like, that's something you would think of in a horror movie, but yeah. it's just on this island out in the yeah. middle of nowhere. But that's the thing. It's kind of, it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's still in Mexico City. It's like on the southern end of Mexico City. Right. So it's not in the jungle out in the middle of nowhere like you associate with an island. It's kind of in the city. It's like at the border of Mexico yeah. City. How far is it from like the mainland? It's not that far. Like south of this place, it's kind of wide open, but just north of here is the city. Like it's not, you know, it's not out in the middle of nowhere. And yet no one claimed it, just him. It's wild, right? That's a little weird. So like we said earlier, we, we talked about that he would, when he started running out of room, or we just brought it up, how when he was running out of room, he started to hang them on trees, like these clothesline kind of things. Um, and then he started hanging them in the shed he built that he lived in. And that's where we talked about earlier that the original doll is hung up, or a, supposedly that's the original doll. Question. Is this a different story if he was sort of a doll refinisher where like he got these pieces parts, kind of reconstructed them, made them beautiful again, and it wasn't so creepy? Like, does that make it a whole different kind of I think thing? it's still creepy. It's still creepy? 
if he just has th- <laughs> like hundreds of dolls on this island. Like if they're but beautiful. Like not doing anything with them, like just fixing them up and then just putting them, like hanging them. Yeah. Or like, like these like, look like, you know, fucking crazy dolls, like pieces, yeah. parts and, and blackened and all kinds of things. I know. think it's creepy either way. It's yeah. not different if he refinishes them and makes them like Barbie know. Ken style dolls hanging there. I think that's, it's not, maybe not as, I don't Is it a less creepy? I don't know if it's less it's or weird, more right? creepy. The fact that you would fix them up and okay. then hang them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's like, you ever see like, uh, I know there's a house by me that has this like up in the, they the top to window yeah. of the house. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone knows about that house. Yeah. It's weird. Right. Super like the new owners weird. kept it going. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. It's still there, right? And they just, yeah, it's just, yeah, like it's they just one the window house. in the house. Yeah. And it just has a bunch of dolls looking out. It's terrifying. It's been there for 20 years. Yeah. So I think it's creepy either like way. Like, who's the kook that bought that fucking house and, and like, kept it? I love this doll up in the They're window. They're like, oh, this is going to be our baby's nursery. <laughs> it's weird, that. man. Whether the dolls really floated to the island or Julian was just collecting all of them from dumpsters in town, um, he started to tell people about the dead girl and what was happening on the island. Some people joked that the girl's spirit was so restless because... Uh, all the dolls were so shitty looking um, and other people were willing to pay him for a tour of the island. This provided Holy an income that he really didn't do much with besides expand on growing fruits and vegetables on the island. Like, is that what some of this is? These spirits inhabit these dolls. And they're like, you're fucking pieces of shit dolls. I don't want to live in this body. They're roaming around the island trying to find like more high quality dolls. I don't know. That's, that's, dolls. Could that be it? Tell people the story so you can get tours. Make some money. <laughs> that, that's it's also more, that. That's more likely story, Mike. <laughs> I'm giving benefit of the doubt here. Trying to, you know. I think the fact that he didn't do anything with the money at all, really, he just stayed on the island. Um, that's a good point. Points to some of his family's opinion that this is all just unchecked mental illness. A lot of his family does not believe that the girl even existed. He's an interesting looking guy. Like I, he seems a bit off. Yeah. So I, yeah. Well, it seems like it just being a loner and himself, like wanting to get away from everything and leaving his family and going to stop on an Island and saying, this is mine now. Like if you're alone on an Island, you probably start talking to people too. that don't exist. I've seen castaway. Wilson, <laughs> literally his best friend was a volleyball <laughs> exactly right yeah I, I don't know that, that makes sense i mean what else are you gonna do is that in the top three tom hanks movies uh i think we've had this comment castaway is in my top five all-time favorite movies it's not, i it's not what love I castaway. <laughs> we've we've done our top three tom hanks movies oh, okay sorry sorry I think man we all had the burbs we all had Saving Private Ryan. Yep. And then I think I had Castaway, and that's where we differed a little bit. Okay. I also had That Thing You Do. Yeah, he likes that movie. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I have Road to Perdition. And you had Road to Perdition. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, we all had two out of three. Kind of the same. You really can't pick a bad one. No, yeah, I guess not. Guy never... He always wins. He has dingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any hoodles. I apologize for that interlude, Mike, if we've already. But it, you know what? It makes sense. Isolated on an island. I'll talk some castaway. Sure. <laughs> this guy went dolls. He went a volleyball. 
He just didn't get as creepy. Tom Hanks didn't get as creepy with it. <laughs> Fair enough. In April of 2001, Julian's nephew, Anastasio, went out to the island to help Julian plant pumpkins. On April 21st, the two of them went out fishing for a bit, and Julian started singing. This is going to point towards a little more of that delusional uh, thing that his family felt. He told his nephew that he was singing to appease the mermaids who were enticing him to get in the water. Anastasio had heard Julian sing about mermaids before, so he really didn't think much of it. He left for about an hour to go get some supplies for planting the pumpkins. And when he came back, he found his uncle face down in the water dead. Whoa, the mermaid get him? Uh, Fuck. They were enticing him. God damn. Death by mermaid. Classic story. Dangerous times. You shouldn't try to fuck a mermaid. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we've had this debate on this show before. This sounds familiar. Maybe we had it off air. I don't know. Like you're against interspecies breeding. Is that the I'm just what saying, you're coming out? You got to be careful because that's just half wild animal. And look what mm. happened. That fucking big tail polywops you in the face. Boom. Keeled over. Reminds me of uh, the Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah movie where Daryl Hannah was a mermaid. Which one was this? A lot of Tom Hanks talk here in the last 20 minutes. I know. But yeah, what time is it called? Splash? Splash. Yeah. Didn't seem to be a place to have sex with the mermaid on Daryl Hannah, though. <laughs> I'm just functionally. There didn't seem logistically. To be a place is that what you said? You I'm just <laughs> wondering how that would work. I don't know. <laughs> Daryl Hannah was a good looking mermaid, and I'm like, hmm. where, you're like, where, where, where do I go with this? What do I do? <laughs> I'm interested, but what do I do? <laughs> all right. That's all. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'll add splash to my list. That might go to the top, though. You've actually sold that one to me. Splash is good. I right, forgot that's, all that's about above, that movie. Splash is above Inception because it's a better movie, probably, because Tom Hanks wants to bang a mermaid. In a word, no. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. So, Julian's death was ruled a heart attack that caused him to fall in and die. According to the Lord. It's the most logical thing we've said this entire episode. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> According to the lore, he died on the 50th anniversary of him finding the dead girl on the shore of his island. This just fueled ghost stories on the island, people thinking that it's inhabited by tortured or evil spirits. Like his nephew went on in the Expedition X show, was talking about how he believes that Julian saw the ghost of the girl uh. and he it caused him to have this heart attack and fall in. So there's like this whole evil vibe going on with it now mm-hmm. once he died. Now they can just attach that to your heart attack and be like, see? Yeah. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and then locals that, you know, they're familiar with the Aztec human sacrifices started to connect that to the dolls. Like the spirits from those people that were sacrificed were inhabiting the dolls. So every time William brought another doll to the island, it made the haunting worse. So there's just spirits lying and waiting. I mean, if any doll to inhabit, if unfinished business and dying mm. under, you know, terrible circumstances causes a haunting. Maybe I don't want to go to this island because there's also there's, stories in history of, you know, during the Aztec Spanish war women killing their children and killing themselves to avoid capture on this island. Yeah, and those in this Spanish area. were not great. So 
so if anywhere is going to be haunted it would be this it all fits Hmm. mike doesn't believe it i can tell i was making a note for later i didn't even hear what you guys were saying sorry (laughs) i had an actual question about the show so i was writing myself a note (laughs) julian's nephew is currently in possession of the island since 2002 his nephew along with multiple other companies have been offering paid boat tours around the edge of mexico city which is like we talked about earlier a jungle divided by canals the island of dolls is not surprisingly the most popular stopping point on that tour Mm. the wild spot i think the number one question is does julian currently inhabit one of those dolls i didn't even think of that that's my biggest question do the tours like when you do the tour like the boat tour around the edge of i think it said mexico city do you get to go on the island or is it just like in in, in the water i think it's just in the water so dave you don't have to worry like you don't even have to go on to do so i can't get inhabited by spirits if i just go on the canal i feel like you'd be okay right uh-huh. like yeah, I don't think there's any possession going on here. Because would that mean anyone who's trying to go out on a boat can't go anywhere near the island? Or are they going to get possessed? That's a good question. Fishermen are now like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? <laughs> I would for sure go to this place. I would too. Yeah. And stay, you'd stay a night. I would stay a night. In a tent. It would be fucking crazy. With your Razor though. Ramon Scott Hall doll hanging from Hey, the- yo, doll. <laughs> <laughs> keep you safe. He'll throw a toothpick at any uh, doll that gets close. Right, right in there eye or missing (laughs) i was a little disappointed when i watched the uh the expedition x show the nephew uh was talking to to the host of that show Mm -hmm. and it was like he didn't want them to come back at on the island at nighttime and it was like all spooky stuff you know and then when i was reading about it and i found out that they do paid tours i'm like (laughs) well now it's not not as cool yeah as the show had it but yeah and the pictures are still creepy I, that's what i was like gonna say. super creepy whether you believe this or not it's terrifying looking they like wouldn't want to be alone out there all night so you I wouldn't would, do it alone i don't think i'd do it alone buddy system buddy system i'd probably do it alone but i would be <laughs> freaked out the whole time i wouldn't love it i don't know if i could do that alone that's a lot can I do a day trip alone? I oh, do I'll that. do a day trip. Okay. I feel like Ian's just given us permission to um, like drug him and drop him off by himself at the <laughs> island one night. They would do it. Oh, like man. That's a lot B.A. Baracus from A-Team is ass and just drop him off there. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Like uh, Dwight and Michael when they drop Michael off in the wilderness. We tell Ian he's on an island, but we'll he's really like in the middle of Medina Park. <laughs> Look at the little string dolls up all over the place. But there's only like four. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is what I thought it was. There's also a lot of vehicles on this road. <laughs> I'm going to hop in this bar, I guess, oh, and have a drink funny. and you know, figure out how to get out of here. <laughs> Given his sense of direction, he would have no idea where he was. Like, I'm he's stuck in Mexico. I don't know what to do. <laughs> We this just put like true. three pesos in his pocket just to really fuck with him and confuse him. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Reprogram his phone's GPS to show he's in Mexico City. <laughs> no passport. Uh, not, now we're on to something. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. So I don't know, Ian, your final thoughts on this? What do you think? 
it's super creepy yeah yeah and then thank my son for this outline or this this uh idea because he's been getting into paranormal stuff and aliens yeah and uh he's the one that told me about the expedition x show he was like dad you gotta watch this episode that'd be probably really creepy for a kid too to watch yeah he watched that all by himself i've never heard of this place before until he told me about the show so that's pretty cool so what are your thoughts though it's creepy oh yeah and no matter what it, it's creepy and it would definitely make you feel uneasy i feel like if you went out there even if it was a buddy system every noise you heard at night you would probably something. think it was something yeah there was also in the expedition x the, uh show the one guy phil is uh he's a biologist like he's a legit scientist he was doing some some studies with the water around that canal and it was letting out natural methane gases through the yeah. water and that can cause uneasy feelings and hallucinations and stuff and it was really high the really? Uh, the amount yeah so it's almost like um like electronics like digital stuff can give you that uneasy feeling it's kind of like the same thing so people like in a ghost haunt like when people have there's like a haunting or they feel that they're they have a haunting yeah they'll say like if you have a digital clock next to your bed or something to move it and see if it goes away because no, we haven't talked about that before yeah have we? that's like the the waves or whatever coming off of electronics can give you that a weird uneasy feeling but the argument that was made for the methane gas was pretty it seemed like it could that makes sense make you feel right. weird if you spent an extended amount of time on the island yeah Dave, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> I look, it's a fun story. I like creepy stuff like this. I think my level of uh acceptable evidence to believe things like this is pretty high, but I'm sure I believe it. It's You're fun. skeptic. You're a skeptic. Well, a natural skeptic for sure. But the pictures are creepy. I can't imagine living all by myself on this island all these fucking weird pieces, parts, dolls laying around, hanging on trees. But is it, it's, is it weird if you hung them yourself though? Like it's, it's not as, yeah, I don't I think, think it's so. as creepy though. Like if you doing, hang them and you believe that spirits are inhabiting them, I don't know. That's creepy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, but like if you're believing it, it's even more creepy. If you believe it, that people are inhabiting. But then why are you doing it? Well, I don't think he believed that all the that there were spirits living in the dolls. I think he, he his whole thing was just trying to appease the girl. Mm. It almost seemed, sounded like compulsive. Like if I just keep getting dolls for her, it'll you know she'll chill out and stop haunting me. Mm. I, I don't know. I think it sounds like some unchecked mental illness. Yeah. A guy that had access to a an island so. somehow he just got I, an island i completely agree it's a, you Can you know, it's a mental illness case you have an island to yourself and you fuck it up like this cover it with decrepit dolls yeah yeah mike i'd be fucking whores all day 24 7 <laughs> playing with dolls it'd be pussy 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 <laughs> thank, you, thank you mr president all the kind of dolls a mile and are fuck dolls mike <laughs> fuck dolls oh mr president you don't need those <laughs> you got interns like i said fuck dolls mike. 
and turns fucked all. It's all the same. Oh, man. Mr. President. Okay. Cigar slots, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Mr. President, anything else you'd like to add? I, I hate to cut you off. No, nah, I'm good, Mike. You good? Appreciate you uh, letting me sit in the studio tonight. Well, you're always welcome, sir. I know. I'm fucking president. <laughs> I go over the fuck I want. <laughs> Block me. Secret Service shoots you in the fucking head. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> All right, we got some uh, new patrons. Shoutouts to Jolene Bloss, Gerald Swartz, Caitlin Boyle, Tina Pallada, Chelsea Lee, Andrew Brown, and Brandy Leah. Thank you all very much. We are at patreon.com slash necronomapod. Ian, what do you got? I have nothing. Well said. Dave, what do you got? I don't have anything either. This is the content people tune in for. <laughs> I have no no uh, reviews. Tonight. I mean, to be fair, we're doing some uh, back-to-back scheduling. Wow. Breaking kayfabe over here. So maybe a little light on the new patrons. And uh, we are about to embark iTunes. on a two-week vacation. It's never happened. And yet you guys still want to take all of fucking December off. Yeah, we're lazy. We don't <laughs> We have a jam-packed December. Stay tuned for that. Made the schedule. Really good December. It's a good December. It's going to be a long December, if you will. <laughs> That's a good one. Hashtag counting crows. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we're on. You know, we're we're stacking up here a little bit for uh, some downtime. Anyways, down my pants, Mike. Right. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Fuck dolls down my pants. Oh, man. I'm not, not going to miss him for two weeks. <laughs> Mr. President, you going back to Arkansas for their vacation or uh, going out to Smiland? Secret, Mike. It's a security violation if I was to tell you. I understand. I retract my question. Uh, I'm going to visit Jizz Lane in prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Jizz Lane down Jizz Lane. I think we got it, Mr. President. <laughs> clear cut. What you can do? Get jizz laid. I got it, Mr. President. You're a funny man. <laughs> you should have been elected for a third term, Mr. President. Goddamn right, Mike. <laughs> Cigars for everybody. Right in your pussy. <laughs> Mr. President, do you want to read off our socials? I certainly do not. Do you even know what socials are? I don't. <laughs> We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I know what pussy is. <laughs> Thank you. P- pussy and cigars, my favorite thing. At Necronomapod. What about pussy? <laughs> Sign up for uh, President Clinton's OnlyFans coming soon. Lots of cigars and pussy. <laughs> I don't even know where I was with the socials. Uh patreon.com slash necronomapod thank you to everyone who's already signed up and uh we got tons of bonus content up so uh please check us out uh amazon.com search necronomapod and uh, all of our merch will pop up and then we still got the stickers on sale at uh, necronomapod.com six dollars and 66 cents what a random number we just chose to use happy halloween three sticker (laughs) happy halloween it's almost thanksgiving well past thanksgiving actually when they're hearing this whoops a doodles um anyways thank you all very much all right you guys ready for a cool down beer
Cheers.